Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin'? What's going on? What's poppin' Fantasy Champs? We got another podcast, mid-off season. You know, it's 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 much more fun to talk about fantasy football in uh, July and August. Yeah, that's when it. July in, in the is the NFL when it really season starts to pick up, and then August is just like I have fun peak. during the NFL draft too. Yeah, the no, the NFL draft is great. Right, but it, right now, we have OTA uh, overhype <laughs> and underhype. Yep. Uh, literally, okay, so as Patriots fans, we follow uh, probably everything related to the Patriots. Um, I've watched like three different podcasts that have to do with people who actually went to the OTAs and saw people uh, just so I can see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I probably should do that for every team, but I'm here for one. So, yeah, the New England Patriots. So, uh, anyway, they were all talking about uh, how Jarrett Stidham outshined everyone in the one practice that they saw. Of the, I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, let's let's Stidham outperform Mac Jones's start in week one. Literally, somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted that uh, they were like, "Oh, Stidham's like, whoa, don't forget about me. I'm still here." And I'm like, "No, we forgot about you. You're you're not going to be anywhere near the starting lineup." Sorry, Jarrett. Uh, yeah, it's so, dude. And then there's like players that do a single thing, or it like shows a running back's thighs, and then someone will tweet it and it has like ten thousand RB, likes. RB one. <laughs> yep. Like sometimes it's just a joke of them being like RB one, but then there's actually Mike people Davis top like, five. The Mike Davis hype train is so real. I did a mock draft today because I was just scrolling through Twitter. It's because no one else is there, and yeah. Arthur Smith is a run heavy like offensive guy, right? So I, but yeah, I was scrolling through Twitter, and someone was like, "Oh, join my mock." I was like, "All right, whatever." Yeah. I joined it, and the whole chat when Mike Davis got picked was like, "Dang, I wanted him." Uh-huh. He's like, "You can't, you. There's no way you can get a yeah. starting running back who can, who who can be an RB one in the seventh round, steal of the draft. He should be a top like four round pick." And I was like, "Okay." Them. Yep. The hype train is yeah. just... I mean, I draft them in the yeah, seventh no, no, round. No, I would in the seventh too, but I'm saying like they were like, he should be in the top four rounds. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, even in even in Dynasty startups, man, it's getting outrageous. Yeah. So anyway, uh, welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Thanks for listening to our two-minute monologue about nothing. Um, we're, today we're going to talk about the Julio Jones trade. Okay. Yeah, we are. Um, usually we, you know, that we, we, in the past we've had a news segment or we like to throw the, we're going to talk about Julio Jones for a whole podcast today. Um, and in the future when big trades like this happen, we'll probably just 86, whatever we had on the plan sheet and just talk about it. Well, especially if it involves a real fantasy player like this in Julio. Yeah. We're not going to talk about, uh, Jared Stidham getting traded to the Texans. Dang it. For an eighth round pick. <laughs> an eighth. <laughs> he doesn't even get Tyrod Taylor. We got, we got an undrafted $24. free agent from the yeah, Tyrod Taylor and $24. I don't need another quarterback back. I'll just take the $24. Yeah. <laughs> then they cut Tyrod. Bill, Bill Belichick. A couple years ago, I don't know if any of you play NBA 2K, but like three years ago, there was a stupid cut scene in that where you went to play for like the Los Angeles Lakers D League team and then he traded you away to another team and like Indy. Yeah, G League. It's it's not the D League anymore. It's G League. Uh, anyway, and they traded you away because you want he wanted rights to uh, Taco Truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, this is a storyline that they wrote up for NBA 2K, and he like just wanted like free sandwiches and tacos. So he went to his player and he said, "Yeah, we just traded you so I could have free sandwiches." 
That is so disrespectful. And it's it's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, what? That would never happen. Kind of you gets, you, gets you angry, gets you hyped does? up because then he becomes the coach of the Lakers, and you're like, I don't want to beat the Lakers. <laughs> that's so that's the real origin story of an NBA superstar. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about the Julio Jones trade today. Before we uh, jump into that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Type in the FF Champs, you'll find us. It'll be there somewhere. Yep. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, leave your viewers share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Uh, growing on YouTube, 300 is our goal here. And then uh, the next goal post that would probably be 500. Yeah. I like the 500 yeah. goal. Uh, Skip so anyway, 100. and we have a, we have a, uh, quite a large announcement. We do. I don't, I don't have a button for large announcements, but hey, on my, uh, do you have on my audio news? device. Um, well, yeah, but it's going to blow our eardrums out. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> give me he's the heads like, up. Covering his ears, I'm like with headphones in. It's not doing nothing. Yeah, though. it just makes it louder actually because yeah. you're pushing it. Yeah. So anyway, we are announcing the draft guide for 2021. Ooh, it'll be a lot of work, uh, yep. but it's gonna be a lot of fun, and um, and we want to get you as uh, as hyped up for the regular season as we humanly can, and get you prepared for your drafts so you can dominate everyone ever. Yeah, it's going to be worth it. Um, we put a lot of effort into it last year, and I think we'll have probably even more stuff this year. We'll probably do another, um, what is it called? Listener League. So if you buy, yeah. you'll get in, entered into the Listener League. Um, but uh, pre-orders start on June 11th. How much is it going to be? Uh, 9.99. Wow. That's cheap. Friends. Yeah, bro. That's cheap. Uh, some of these draft guides out here are 40 bucks. So... Just just cop our draft guide. Get everything you get in their draft guide for thirty dollars <laughs> less. Um, yeah. We have dynasty rankings in there. There's gonna be dynasty rankings. Our first yep. ever dynasty rankings ever, ever, yep. ever for, for startups. Even though most of them have probably already happened. <laughs> um, and then we there have, are some startups though in like August. I know I did really? one last year. Yeah, really. Um, and then we have redraft rankings in there. Breakouts, busts, sleepers. We got player projections and much more, including like coaches. Uh, consistency charts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So yep. um, you'll get as much information as we can humanly fit in there. Um, buy it now or be lame and lose your fantasy league and die launches July 9th. It's going to be a necessity. I probably should put that in the other show notes because if I don't, I'm never going to tell them. Yeah, you're going to want to copy and paste yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so let's jump right into the main quadrant of this show after six minutes and 42 seconds of intro. Um, it's not going to be a, a super long episode because we're just talking about one trade. But yep. um, anyway, we're going to talk about the Julio Jones, the Tennessee Titans trade. And um, I don't even know where to start, but we'll we'll start with the, the information. And it makes me rather upset that, uh, you know, there was another team that needed a wide receiver that didn't throw an offer in. It's because um, I did you hear the report of why? No, because um, he's old and they don't want to spend money. It, they don't they didn't want to spend pay his contract yeah oh, greatness um anyway so uh the i didn't know how dire the situation was for the falcons that they literally had to give up julio jones and a sixth round pick for a second and a fourth so i mean you got a second yeah imagine trading muhammad sanu for a second round pick yeah that i mean what team would do that <laughs> and then trading julio jones for basically the same capital Anyway, so th those are the details of the trade. The Titans get Julio in a sixth, and uh, and uh, how, how much contract did the Titans eat? Fifteen million, I think I saw. It was Ooh, 15 I, and didn't, a half I million. didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. So they eat some contract. But I, they, I know they did eat some of it. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, we're going to talk about how this trade affects both teams 
what actually uh, happens, I guess, in the future here for Tennessee Titans fantasy-wise and for the Falcons future-wise uh, in fantasy football. So we'll start with how does this trade affect uh, A.J. Brown because my guy is getting hate and he's getting love. And then you know the fantasy community all divided over here. We yeah. don't know. So we're going to tell you exactly what we believe on A.J. Brown. Now, I want to get your thoughts first, okay. and then I want to respond to your thoughts because I don't know if I have the same. So the thing with the A.J. Brown in this situation, it's kind of tough because it's not like he – it sucks because going into this, mm-hmm. we were like, he's going to get a gazillion targets. There's like 300 vacated targets, all this stuff. Now, with Julio there, there's still – Actually, a decent amount of vacated targets. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull up how many vacated targets. Are yeah, right and now. I don't think Julio is going to take all of it. So I still think A.J. Brown will have that opportunity. And I also think it opens things up for him. Um, teams were going to double-team him, even triple-team him at times if you got really hot. And now you can't do that. You have to worry right. about Julio, who is an absolute beast. He's just an upgrade <laughs> over Corey Excuse Davis. Me. And A.J. Brown with Corey Davis was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Julio is going to be better than Corey Davis, obviously. A lot better. Um but again, it, it it's a tough situation to read. I think I'm not going to say it, it flat out helps AJ Brown. But I'm definitely not going to say it hurts him because I do think he'll be very efficient. Still, there are still vacated targets. Fifty-two point six percent vacated opportunities uh, in the passing attack for the Tennessee Titans at just at wide receiver. There's forty-seven point one at tight end. I mean, come on, come on. That what this really does a is opportunity. it does Fitzpatrick, which unfortunately I drafted in a single rookie draft, and I regret it. I was going to draft him everywhere. Didn't get the shot. Thank God. Yeah, and Josh Reynolds, who I also own in like three can leagues. I, can I say something? As totally, just a sleeper. We'll talk about the Falcons in a second, but you sniped my brains out on Russell Gage in a startup. Yeah, I did. I have him in three leagues. But I, it was the price I had to pay because I, I also have Josh Reynolds. Oh, <laughs> oh, so boy. Josh Reynolds is going to be – I mean – I want to pull up the exact amount of vacated targets because again, I'm gonna go on the fence. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. I think this helps AJ Brown, and I know you probably sure. don't feel the no, same. No, I I've been flip flopping. Okay, so here's you ready for my take? You ready sure. for my opinion? Because so uh, somebody somebody so eloquent eloquent we elo- it definitely helps elo- Tannehill. El- yeah, one hundred percent. I didn't even put Tannehill on the list, but uh, does Tannehill become a top top seven quarterback? Maybe top five. I don't know. I don't want to jump on that. Which is so, like, he's not going to get drafted as a top five, but he's going to be such a good yeah, late a round value. value. Yeah, so anyway, we're not going to talk about Tannehill for a while. But for me, uh, somebody on Twitter so eloquently, I think I said that word right, uh, put that uh, the AJ the Julio Jones trade to the Titans is a, uh, a decrease in target share for AJ Brown, but an increase in efficiency. So basically, what he what he might lose in opportunity, he's going to get correct, and in, in right. he's going to become more efficient because Julio is on the Julio is on the other side of the field. So here's kind of the situation for me. Well, Rick looks up the vacated targets because that is part of my have art. It. You got it. All um, right, let's two hundred and twenty four vacated targets. Okay, so they have two hundred twenty four vacated targets. Julio um, takes what one twenty. Yeah. So what what I'm what I feel for AJ Brown is that before this particular situation, right before they got Julio Jones, I felt like AJ Brown was most definitely going to get like 150 <laughs> to 160 targets, oh, like easily, 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 easily. And that would have made him wide receiver one in my mind. Like that, that is where, like when I talk about wide receiver one, I'm not talking about a wide receiver one, like a top 12 guy. I'm talking about like top one, the, the number one guy he could challenge Adams, 
He could challenge Tyreek Hill. He could challenge some of these guys because he's getting he was the target my wide receiver. He was, yeah. In Dynasty, 100%. So, But now that you have Julio Jones coming in, those vacated opportunities that he was going to soak up, even if it was just 40 of them, right, uh, is it, he's not going to soak those up anymore. He's not going to take those. So essentially what you're getting for A.J. Brown is, to me, what I believe he's going he's gonna to get the same amount of targets, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to get... A, a better efficiency, or he's going to become more efficient because Julio's on the other side of the field dominating, probably the one, I would say. Um, and then I, I feel so like... you think Julio's going to be the one? I feel like Julio... Well, I feel, I feel like two cornerbacks on the outside, he's going to be the one. Okay. I'm not talking about, like, on the team, I think A.J. Brown will probably be the number one guy. But um, in terms of target share, but I think in terms of... Uh, Julio Jones is an all-world, like... I love A.J. Brown, but... And A.J. Brown might turn into that. Who knows? But uh, Julio Jones is basically one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Yes, he is. And yep. so, uh, it, you know, that's going to demand some respect from the corners, whereas A.J. Brown has been in the league for three years or two years or whatever. So, um, anyway, for me, I, I really do believe that A.J. Brown is – he's going to be what he was last year. He's going to be a, a wide receiver one probably on the on the lower end, 7 to 12. And that's where he's going to land. And there is how much of a chance, like for me, I feel like there was almost like a 50, 60% chance that he finished as like the wide receiver, you know, in the top five, at least 50 to 60% chance next year. He finishes in the top five without Julio Jones. Now for me, it's like 30 to four, uh, 25 to 30% that he does that. So this does overall, you think hurt his value? I think it doesn't necessarily hurt his, well, that's a whole different conversation. It hurts his value because everyone's going to fade him, but um, I think for me, he's he's kind of the same player he was last year, where he's still probably going to finish in the top 10, and he's going to easily do that, and he's still going to be one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football, but I just don't know that he can get to that ceiling of top three, top two, and I know some people might disagree with that, but I'm just mm-hmm. giving you like it is. Now, there is a lot of vacated targets there still, and there's no one here to, make, to, to take them, like Anthony Ferkser, Josh Reynolds, Des Fitzpatrick there's just no one there's no one here that's really going to take a lot of work away from AJ Brown so I mean there's a shot that Julio walks in gets 120 and you still have you know 100 targets left over that Julio I mean that AJ Brown can steal from but I like I said I'm not running away from AJ Brown like there's no reason to Um, yeah is right now for you obviously I think your opinion is a little slightly off from mine but like do you think AJ Brown is still a top he should should he be drafted in like the middle to early second round? Yes, okay. for me, yeah. Right. Um, now, where do you think he's going to be in August? He'll probably be late second round. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to be any of that. He's not going to be a top three receiver. He's going to be th- somewhere in the third, probably. Okay, if he's maybe, in the third, maybe in, in dumb leagues, maybe in dumb leagues, he's in the fourth. Oh, I don't. I I don't know about the fourth. I think the third yeah. is possible. Um, I, we'll see because the trade happened third. so early that there's still yeah. time for people to change their opinions on. Yeah, I would say I I definitely could see early third. Okay, um, and I would take him all day there. Like he okay. would be my the, the steal for me. I mean, he was the wide receiver twelve last year, but he only played fourteen games. Yeah, he would have finished like through two injuries, seven or eight. He had um, I believe a hundred ten targets last season. Yeah, uh, hundred and six in those fourteen games. Um, so he was on pace for 121. Yeah. Right. If he does that again and plays the full 16, he was he was the wide receiver 12 in 14 games. Yeah. You would expect him to be top like eight maybe mm-hmm. in that range. There's still all those vacated targets even with Julio coming in. So yeah, he might not get 160 now, 
but he might go from yeah um 120 per, to like 130 140 and that could make a huge difference though okay and now you can make the argument he's going to be more efficient with that. That's been that's been my biggest thing is because when you look at go over the history of fantasy football over the last couple of years, there's only maybe one guy I think it's Tyreek Hill that finished wide receiver one and didn't have 150 targets or more. And it's like when yeah. you look at the guys every single season, the guys that finished like number one, number two, number three, like those guys usually have anywhere between 140 and 160 targets. And if he's not going to get that target share, then I think he's going to end up like a Calvin Ridley where he's very good and he can be a wide receiver one on your team, but he's going to end up being a low end, you know, six, seven, eight guy. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with AJ Brown, but I don't, I mean, it's not like we're disagreeing. I still all in on AJ yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so all Cause there's that too. shot that who was going to pop his hamstring or something. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> so possible. Um, but anyway, I wanted to hit on Anthony Ferkser real sure. fast because I felt like he was going to be with just AJ Brown. You know how I like to analyze a tight end position where you talk about the you know the tight ends where where are they in the in the check uh, not in the check down where are they in the the target list you know when they when they go through their reads where is he on that list and I think mm-hmm. in this offense with no one there I think Ferkser was probably going to end up being the second guy yeah is what my guess and would no, be he's not. And uh, now he's not. Now he's the third guy. So I always thought that Ferkser was going to be a good late round value, uh, probably 14th, 15th round. Who knows? Maybe he still is. But I don't think he's going to get over 100 targets this year. Oh, I don't think so. I think he'll probably get right around 70. But if he's only catching 50 passes, he's just not worth it as a tight end. And I I don't think any of their tight ends are worth it. So I would would say this kills Anthony Ferkser's value if you were interested in him as a tight end. Um, But I mean, Johnny only had 65 last year. He was hurt though, didn't he? He did miss a game. Okay. All right. But yeah, and I think he battled through some injuries. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he'll get more because they're the second tight end on that team is not as big of a threat as first was to Smith. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him getting more than like seventy targets. No, there has been a group of individuals who are running out and saying that Derrick Henry is going to get hurt by this in some way, and I that's the dumbest take I've ever heard. I don't in my think life. so. Um, because, uh, because if, they think if, they're going to throw it more if anything. Yeah. Because they think they're going to throw it more, but if anything, Brown and, uh, Julio are going to pull like guys literal, like not just corners, not just safeties, but like they're going to pull linebackers into coverage. Yeah. They have to. And, and if, if they don't, they're going to get burned through the air. And, Julio, and if they, do, if they do send guys into coverage, Henry's going to just burn them on the ground. There'll be so, big plays from Julio and A.G. Brown this year. Yeah, and I think I think for me, Henry is, is exactly where he should be. Um, the only concern I have is with health and age. Yeah, That's but for it. redraft, it's not a huge yeah, concern. Just, Dynasty for me, it's a yeah, huge concern. Oh yeah, trade, trade him now. <laughs> redraft him. Not worried about it. Um, the only other guy that I wanted to hit on was obviously the big man on, on campus, the newbie. I don't know. What, did, did, did he say if he's taking 11? Uh, Julio? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't know. I don't. Th- I, I don't want my jersey to go. To I waste know over. in the Photoshop picture that AJ Brown he was tweeted, wearing eight. he's wearing eight. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Julio, how? What are your feelings on Julio Jones? Because right now he is a fourth, fifth round pick, and this is the guy in the trade. This is what the the number one Julio Jones, Julio Jones, Julio Jones for the SEO on YouTube. Um. But this is the guy that that is in a part of the trade and then probably the most yeah. important piece to this this cog. I have to do my projections to really give my full answer on this. And really dive deep into it, but just initial reaction, initial thoughts. Yeah, um, I think it's okay. I think there were situations that would have been worse, worse like New England would have been way worse. 
Um, here, I think he's pretty much just going to take the Corey Davis role. Yeah. Which is still very good. Well, where did he finish last year, Corey Davis? Uh, I don't know. But, he Corey Davis, for example, Corey Davis had five touchdowns, right? And Johnny Smith had eight. I think that would flip-flop. Okay. So, Fersker has five. Julio has eight because Julio takes the Corey Davis role. Fair. Um, 92 targets in 14 games. That's on pace for like one, 105, 110. He probably gets a little more than that. I'm thinking around 120. 120. Yeah. So, now where did Corey Davis finish? That's a great question. I want to pull that up. Heck, I didn't he miss time. He I missed can pull, two, I can pull he it missed up two I got games. It right in front of me. Okay, yeah. yeah hold on I know he missed two games. Um, but <clears throat> you can just He was wide receiver. Uh, where, oh, where did he go? There we go. Thirty one. Thirty one and fourteen games. So he was averaging eleven points a game, which is I guess right in the vicinity of wide receiver two. Now you add to me, you add about three touchdowns that um, he probably gets about twenty more targets. So I, I would ten to fifteen catches. Yeah, that's like the thing that keeps popping into my head for him is, is Allen Robinson. Like I think that's the same production that mm-hmm. he's gonna have. So I think he's gonna be anywhere between twelve and like fifteen. Yeah. And I think the Tennessee Titans landing spot for him is going to be something where people are looking at it going like, Oh my god, I don't want anything to do with it. Like he, there's not a lot of target share there. And I think it's gonna drive him down in the draft. So you might be able to get Julio Jones at a fifth, sixth round value. Mm, I would, I would take that and redraft. Yeah, I would one hundred percent take it and redraft because you're talking about that sliding into your flex spot, and there's a chance that he ends up being like ridiculously good. Now, if you have AJ Brown, I wouldn't draft Julio. <laughs> yeah, I, <wouldn't> <laughs> I would. I don't want yeah. two of the same so receiver. I'm looking at like fantasy pros right now. They have him yeah. thirteen. Um right behind McLaurin and ahead of Amari Cooper. I don't think I would put him ahead of Amari Cooper. No. Um, but he probably slides in that 14, 15 range. Yeah, for me. fair enough. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think he's better than Godwin fantasy-wise yeah. yep. and, and Robert Woods. Woods is an underrated player, man. Finally, Mike Woods Evans Stafford. is getting ranked where I had him last year. <laughs> yeah, I would take him over Mike Evans. Yeah, so so but, but he's I, in that range. But I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pop into um I'm gonna I'll start a little uh, mock draft over here just to check out what the numbers are on Julio and half PPR. Um, right now Julio it's Jones, high. yeah, he's he's still it's a little Atlanta, high. he's still as as Atlanta too on there. But they changed the picture. They did change so, the picture. Whatever, dude. Um, Give it a few weeks. But anyway, so he's right now his ADP on sleeper is 35. Um, so I, I like I said that's right now that's fourth round. I mean um. That's yes, fourth round, high end. Uh, for for Julio, it's it's a little bit much, but yeah, I want to see where he went because in the beginning of the show, I was mentioning that I was did a mock draft today. Yeah, I want to see okay. where he went. What, what what was it? A dynasty or it was a startup mock draft or regular? Uh, it was just it was a redraft. Dude, I don't even think I can get get it. It's just vanished. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Three months, four months, two months, one month. Seven, seven days. days. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, I know he fell though. I think he was okay. like fifth round in 12 team. So 10 team, that'd be like six star. Okay. Now let's quickly talk about the flip side of this, which is the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, obviously, we've talked about Arthur Smith making the transition from uh, Tennessee to Atlanta. He's the head coach now. He's running the offense for the Falcons. We know he likes to run the football. I was already concerned a little bit about Julio in in that offense with Calvin Ridley. Like I was fading Calvin Ridley because I felt like 
him and that offense mistake with, number one with Julio Jones. Well, it was with Julio Jones. Uh, it, with Julio Jones, if they only were going to throw it like 550 times and each one was going to get like 120 targets, you know, I don't. And Chris uh, Calvin, well, I, I don't. Uh, I want to say I was beating Calvin really far say, but anyway. But I just felt like the value that you had to get used to get Calvin Ridley was outweighing what you were going to get in return. So I, I think people were valuing him a little too high. Now, without Julio Jones, ridiculous. Like, through the roof. He's going to get 150 targets. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Um, the question is, is that's not even like he usually gets like 140, 150 targets anyway. So I don't think they're going to target him 200 times. Like he's going to get targeted no, no, the same he amount. He's going to get targeted the same amount. And he still has that upside that he had before where he can finish as a top five, top six wide receiver. The big question is, and that's, so that's what I think the only, do you have a concern at all that Julio's not there pulling coverage and, and Calvin Ridley is no, because in games last year where Julio didn't play Calvin Ridley, I think his worst game was 18 fantasy points. Okay. All right. So like yeah, he literally fine. got like 20 plus. Like, a game. like I feel way more comfortable about Calvin Ridley now than I did before. And dude, Ridley had 143 targets last year. Yeah. 15 games. Yeah. And Julio missed a bunch of time. Correct. Yeah, he missed like half the season. Yeah, and he still had, what, 89 targets? So, can I just say, Russell Gage had 110 targets, and Calvin really had 143. Yeah. And now with Julio gone with those 68 vacated targets, who does? I don't really think that goes to Ridley. No. I think maybe like 5 to 10 Ridley, targets go to Ridley. Ridley's going to get 150 targets. Do you think Gage gets up, or is it Pitts? So, that's that's where the discussion. Between those two guys. That's where the discussion. We talked about this before. Now, redraft. We are a redraft yes. podcast with some dynasty in, in the mix, but yep. right now it's redraft season. So Kyle Pitts is going as a fifth-round pick, and he's I he's know. only That's going up. You cannot draft him there. I would buy into and Kyle I Pitts. Pitts. I do. I, I If he was in the 10th round, 11th round, I would draft Pitts all day. Oh, and, yeah, and, but that's... Yeah. yeah, but right now, just based on opportunity alone, like... Yeah, yeah. He's not sure. a tight end. He's going to play Julio Jones' position. Like He'll we, probably we play some tight end, and he'll play some. We, let's not pretend that he's going to be a tight end, and he's going to run. No, he'll do. I think he'll do both. So, anyway. He'll do both. Um, the people who drafted Kyle Pitts, though, in, in Dynasty actually oh, yeah. look pretty brilliant yeah, right now. Um, but, anyway, it's basically a wide receiver. So, um, the big thing for me is, the, like you said, the question is, where do the targets go? Do they go to Kyle Pitts? Do they go to Russell First Gage? I don't think they look brilliant because I've been telling you this for like a month that Julio's going to get traded. Uh, a month and a half, two so months. So I think so it was pretty common knowledge that Kyle Pitts was going to be a good dynasty player. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I actually, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty split. I yeah. I do think Kyle Pitts will get majority of that, but it's not like Julio's leaving 150 vacated targets. Yeah. He's leaving 68. And are they going to throw the ball as much as they did last year at 628 times? I'm not sure. Right. Um, but I will say too, like whatever Hayden Hayden Hurst had eighty eight targets last year. I think that's gonna go down to like fifty. So you can <laughs> you can give some of that to Kyle Pitts as well. But um, yeah, Kyle, the fifth round is still like I think this helps Kyle Pitts the most. But yeah, the I, hype I, for him now is is out of control, and this is coming from a Kyle Pitts guy. Yeah, I I been, think for me with Kyle Pitts, it's gonna he's probably gonna slot in right around a hundred targets. Um, which. It, where you're drafting him, totally not worth it. I think he can be like the tight end five or six, but that's like me thinking that because he has the ability and the opportunity, but we've really never seen it. And to draft that in the fifth round, 
Especially at the tight end position where it just it never develops like that. Yeah. In redraft, it's not going to work unless you do keepers and you have you have a long long term strat of keeping Kyle Pitts as your keeper and wasting a sixth round pick. It's a terrible strategy, by the way. Um, it just doesn't work. Yeah, he's he went he, I, so again I can't pull it up for some reason, but today in that mock draft I did, yeah. I remember this because I was going to send it to you. Yeah, he in a twelve team he went in the fourth round. He went right after. He went right before. He went ahead of Darren Waller in the fifth round. Fourth, fourth, fourth round. Four twelve. Please tell me um, I think it was four nine or four ten. Yikes, dude! That's yeah. that's not good. Um, yeah, no, I I don't think the I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be a great fantasy option in redraft. And who knows? Maybe he maybe he comes in and he's the new Julio. I think he's and... going to be good. <laughs> I think yeah. Well, yeah, so getting hundred forty targets. I think he'll be good. He's going to be a red zone threat. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be he's going to be very good. I just don't know if the, the because by the time. The even more because the hype is just going to continue by the time we get yeah. to redraft season in August. I think he's going to be going as like a fourth round pick. Yeah. And I think that's just going to be way too out of control. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. I think I, I, it's just, I mean, how high do you think he gets? I think this is it. This is the ceiling for me. For I don't think he's going to go any higher than what Pitts? third, third, yeah, fourth round. Yeah, he'll that's as high as he'll go. I, I don't think that. he's going to go any higher. I'm not taking him in the fifth either. I'm not taking him in the sixth, seventh, or eighth either. <laughs> I'm I would just, take him. I just get stomach. I would take stomach. Um, yeah, but uh, as far as uh, other guys in in dynasty formats, yeah, Gage uh, um, helps him, but I don't think he's gonna be like some. Uh, what is is that guy's name? Almeidas, uh, Zach, Zach. Hughes. Yeah, I picked him up in a league. Yeah, well, I was gonna say dynasty. Would you pick him up? Yeah, I'd pick him up. Okay, see how he does, but I'm not expecting. Okay. From- um, well, there you have it. There's our review of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know that uh, Mike Davis is still Mike Davis, so I don't really want to talk yeah. about that. But. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that does it with the analysis of the Jones trade. If you have any questions about the Jones trade, please, please leave them in the comments down below so we can uh, we can help you out with any fantasy questions regarding Julio Jones, yeah. A.J. Brown, you just have like- Anthony Ferkser, if you really have a question about him. Yeah. If you just have any thoughts about the trade, any thoughts, let us know. Any thoughts. So uh, there you have it. It's complete. Uh, running back sleepers. Back to normally scheduled content. Uh, yep. Unless running we back sleepers. Monster trade. On Thursday, we'll bring those to you. Be sure to cop the draft guide on, what is it, June 11th? I don't know. See you later. July 11th. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.